Hello, this is Jackie Mason. Who else would talk like this? You'd probably say, I never did anything for you. I'm going to do something for you now. Buckle up. It's a lot safer that way. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. There's a button and a switch for everything. What's that? You're listening to Aerial View worldwide on the internet. No fix on this.
Hi, you're listening to Chris T. I'm, wait, you're listening to me at the moment, but Mr. T, not the Mr. T, but Chris T will be along. And I'm Ricky Gervais. What I mean is, the program that this is part of is is Chris. You you get the idea. He's he's quite a sort of like a uh, a wisecracker. I I love those guys. I, you know, they 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 laugh in the face of adversity, but they they always end up at square one. I love that. Except no substitutes. <laughs> yeah. Except no substitutes, truly. It's me, Chris T, here on Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com. Joined once more in the studio by Keith Hartel. Hey, Chris. Hey, Keith. How's, how's it going? How are you? Uh, you know, remember I was here last time? I remember. And I said, like, I was, I was, I was afraid because I felt like I might you know, be able to, something might happen that could make me happy, and, and, and then that meant it might not happen, then I would be very much not happy. I do remember you putting it exactly that way. That was the framing device, I remember now. I turned out to be totally fucking on the money with that one, motherfucker. What, what made you happy that made you question? No, what made me unhappy. What made you unhappy that made you question whether or not you could ever be happy? That I think that's what you said. I, did, I don't care for this, I don't care for this rat fucking... Ooh, which now? What rat are you talking about, Keith? The <clears throat> pizza rat? Which rat? Yeah, pizza rat. He's right. a goddamn pizza rat. rat. But also rat fucking in the traditional, uh, the the Roger Stone Nixon coin term meaning to you know, right. just blatantly screw a candidate, like right. overtly and aggressively and dishonestly and perhaps even criminally. How do you suppose Roger Stone's doing in prison right now? By the way, I think he's. I I think that. I, I, I believe that he wanted to end up there. You believe that Roger Stone wanted to end up in prison? Yeah. He's, what? Yes. He's a, he's, a, what? he's a Watergate romanticist. He liked being playing fast and loose with the law. Um, a lot of men that he was close to or admired or worked with uh, went to jail, and he has a fucking tattoo of Nixon on him. He wants to go to jail for Watergate, even Jeez. though it's like for this, because uh, he went to jail for bullshit. Total bullshit, but right. his body of work, of course. His like, body of work speaks for itself. No, no it's like a lifetime Oscar. Yeah, and that's... The number a, here, yeah. by the way, because this is a live phone-in talk show, um, and the reason why I, 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 I like to say that, and I like to yeah. repeat it, is because we're now at somewhere north of three-quarters of a million podcasts. And, and, and even though this show is also a podcast, before mm. it's a podcast, it is a live... Uh, radio show now radio in in not the sense of like uh your marconi wireless set at home Mm -hmm. but it is on the internet and as keith pointed out it it does use the air to transmit sound waves (laughs) so you can technically say you're on the air right because without the medium of of air you wouldn't be able to hear anything anyway there's like there's no sound in space because it's a vacuum so all that explosions and shit that happens on uh the mandalorian you wouldn't be able to hear any of that stuff. It would sound like well, Mandalorian's sci- on the air. It's <laughs> on the right. air, right? It is streaming. So <laughs> streaming through the air, streaming through the air. So, um, so you could call this program. My point of all that is to say that there's a phone number here: seven six zero. I call AV. That phone number is in Palm Springs. Seven six zero four two two five five two eight. And actually, phone into the program if you want it to be part of what's going on here on the air. If not, uh, just sit back and listen and. Uh, the, the title of the, tonight's program turned out to be bullshit. 
which is a, a phrase that our president used. I don't think it was at the national prayer meeting. <laughs> You're probably I don't think, right. I don't think he would actually. Is I it? mean, maybe he has just enough decorum to know. I know. Not it to was, say you know what? Bullshit. It was the State of the Union. It was. It was the State of the Union because that was what it was. He's like, you know, in this. Uh, Russia and I just felt like like you know Trump is a guy obviously that um, he's off the cuff, but I feel that the when he said this is bullshit and then he just goes Nancy Pelosi's a horrible person, right. like announcing those things in those words, I feel that those were like he had reserved them and was like yes I am saying this now this is the most fucked up possible time to say it here it is, enjoy. Yeah he. Uh... Well, here's what he did say at the national prayer meeting, even though he didn't say bullshit. That happened in a subsequent interview where he was talking about the State of the Union and the end of the impeachment, which people are wrongfully calling an acquittal, supposedly. It's not actually an acquittal. It is. It is. It is is technically, but it's not. Technically, it's it's not. It's like everything in the modern world. Who won in Iowa? (laughs) It's it's a who won in Iowa bull thing. Oh, the Dems, again, with the circular firing squad. They even used that stupid phrase in uh, the Times today, and I just thought, you know... This is the thing that they're always accusing the Democrats of being, you know, they, 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 the narcissism of small differences. You open your eggs on the wide side, you crack them on the wide side, I crack them on the pointy side, therefore I hate you. The narcissism. Mm. You could have everything else in common with mm. the egg crackers, but no, they crack their eggs. So the Democrats are all about the, the little differences. They're, they're not going to cohere. I don't even know. Did they cohere last time? Did everybody... Didn't, didn't Hillary recently... Or for yes. a while, she's been saying Bernie didn't cohere behind me, really. Including recently. He dragged his feet. Yeah. And, and he did a whole bunch of events for her, though. Didn't he travel for, all like over 40, the country? And, uh, around 40. Right. And she did around 10 for Obama in 08. Yeah. And I don't care so, for that woman. Well, listen, we all, we all, we all wish <laughs> that she would leave the world stage, because I do feel people overstay their welcome, I think. No one just, like her. No one in know, politics like her, ever. Well, think about every Democrat that ever lost. I, think I about Al Gore, the dignity of Al Gore making his nice climate movie. Well, yeah. Uh, she should do some things like that. She should, but she won't. Because <laughs> you see how angry she looks. Because, she's just like, fuck you. Like, she just comes out. She's like, I'm going to blow up your fucking election. Fuck you guys. You didn't have my back. Well, with you that's, fucked it up for me. I had, I worked my whole life you, for this, and you it people. It was supposed to be mine. <laughs> it's totally the. She's totally that. That's it. Well, no, um, if you want a pretty good uh, primer, as the English say, if you haven't seen Election with, uh, <laughs> you know. What, Matthew Tracy, Broderick and uh, Reese Witherspoon? Uh, Reese Witherspoon is Tracy Fleck. Yes. And uh, it's 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 pretty much, yeah, that pretty much distilled it Wait, for me. Wait, now that sounds like you're bringing it into Pete, because Pete is Tracy Fleck. Well, he is um, Tracy Fleck-like as well. You know, I do feel like... Not in a good way, let's I say. think that both of them, whether you're talking about Mayor Pete or uh, Hillary Clinton, are above all, uh, you know, driven by ambition more than anything else, because they, they because it would be the culmination of something for them. It would be... I'm not really sure... First of all, how many presidents, uh, if you want to start th- reviewing which ones thought they were running for, quote-unquote, the right reasons, and namely the reasons being to help people. Like, I right, always think yeah. the president yeah, really ultimately should help people, help Americans. Maybe he doesn't want to help the other people, whoever they are. Like, I'm not going to help those people because they snuck in. But you yeah, real yeah, Americans, yeah. I'm going to help. But you, w- you would like to think that they're driven by this desire to... Uh, 
be a force for good, a force for change, and maybe this is Pollyannish of me. I I don't know. I mean, I hear myself saying that. I'm like, I feel, and, I, and then I think. Well, you know what? When you, you hear it, on, right? Yeah. Like when you're when you listen, you know, you've um, you interviewed Andrew Yang before he was running for president, right? I did. Now, uh, there's no doubt in your mind that that guy wants to help people. There, it's it. It's obvious. Yes, and I, and I feel the same way when I see Bernie talk, and and and, and you know that Bernie, even back in 1963, was marching and speaking out and getting arrested, and he's been pretty steadfast. He's been fairly consistent, uh, utterly consistent all these years, and, and no crazy and consistent actually, crazy considering co- crazy politics consistent. Okay, and how long he's been there because they just don't. He, what he's never had to explain like this, you know? Oh, you know. I did this fucked up thing, but I have a total rationalization for it. He doesn't have any of those things. No, you're right. And and I feel like um, what's been bothering me uh, these this last week, I mean, beyond the fact that now Trump is in this victory lap and he is crowing about how, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell helped him and and got this thing over the goal line and now we're good and now we're just going winning. for he yeah, told you we're, we're, going, we're gonna get tired of the winning we're, we're, you're gonna, you get gotta so admit he has been doing winning the winning and so now i i'll admit it i am tired of the winning I'm, bill Maher I, said it last year i am i'm really tired <laughs> i'm tired of the winning and i could do with the uh, but now we're in a whole new world yeah. uh you know not to uh i hope the disney lawyers aren't going to send me a cease and desist yes. letter about using the phrase whole new world i don't know if it's been <laughs> Trademark yet. The number here is 760. I call AB 760-422-5528. This is the houndnyc.com where uh, on Sundays at 3 p.m. new hound howl programs and then followed by uh, Crash in the Party, Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop chop shop at the air at 5 p.m. Eastern time. But right now Keith Hartel and I are here live and um, if you want to call 760 I call AB 760-422-5528. Uh, but we uh, had a long car ride again today. We had to go back out to Dave Sound Repair in Whippity, New Jersey. Last man on the planet fixing tube amps. Absolutely. And uh, we had to get the tube amps fixed because tube amps, even if they just sit around and do nothing, they break down and the capacitors leak and they end up being unusable and then you have to spend money and get it fixed. So yep, use your tube amps, kids. It's the price Whatever of you do. doing business. It's the price of wanting that tube amp sound. Mm-hmm. That's what the that's what the price of that is. But uh, on the way out there, we were talking about the hapless Dems and the debate tonight, and uh, Michael Bloomberg entering the race. Now and that guy, so much more. That Mike Bloomberg. Here's Bloomberg really scares me, and I'm going to tell you, Bloomberg is two things. One, Bloomberg is the Trump, but smart scary like horrific monster of the future that was predicted and obviously like how you know the antichrist gets predicted it's not in the form you'd expect trump obvious a clown like not a not a real threat to to the whole fucking structure bloomberg track record like changing laws and the thing is bloomberg is also he's he's trump but smart and the other thing is and this is what i'm noticing from social media bloomberg is trump for people who think that people who support Trump are fucking idiots. And the people that support Bloomberg, I'm not gonna, well, a lot of them are smart that I'm seeing, but like, it's that same thing. Like something about him comforts you. He makes them, like he, he gives them that, like I, you, I get you, you get me. We're smarter. We're, Bloomberg's got this above the fray thing, but his advertising. I found myself yesterday at two in the morning. Two in Twitter. the morning, what? I was very high. 
Yeah. And then Bloomberg put out a two and a half minute clip. I had to go show Tammy, my wife. Yes. And what it was was it he just took this like clip of Trump and a bunch of him just saying lie and it had this weird trippy music in the background and a weird cartoon gingerbread <laughs> man dancing on it. And I'm just thinking, and this is a Mike Bloomberg twenty twenty. He's been paying co- content creators to make him cool. And I'm just high. I fucking hate Bloomberg. And I'm just like, this is the first thing that ever tried to make fun of Trump that actually like diminishes Trump that I've ever seen. I'm fascinated. I'm fixated. Wow. It. I'm high. And wow. I'm just like, Bloomberg is a fucking menace because... Because he has $55 billion? No, but also his, his fucking, um, his marketing is just, it's insane. Like he get. I find... I, did you see a Super Bowl commercial? I did. I think we did. I think I saw the Super Bowl commercial. I think I did. It's about, see like, that. you know, the woman... It's a gun control... Yeah, yeah. And... Oh, dear God. He, he's checking a lot of boxes in that commercial, let's just say. I don't know. It's very I, persuasive. I mean, it's not persuasive if you know him. Right. Like, we know Trump. But it is, like, he has Trump level, like, his... That, that a whole marketing using the media... It's... He's been underestimated, I thought, ever since Kamala Harris, who he fucking destroyed... Who I didn't care for, but he right. still he, he, he assassinated her. her, took her spot, nonetheless. And and then yeah, he's 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 really been underestimated the whole time. And now when you see people talking about him on social media, these kind of people that I said, who he is their Trump, it's sort of like when someone's like, you know, I think Bloomberg's okay. And then there's like ten comments as if someone was waiting what? for one person to say it. Oh my God! I, first of all, I, I don't think he's okay. I'll I'll yes. I'll, I'll go Not I'll okay. say that because again uh, and. And, and and even though I mean this is damning with faint praise, which I believe is a, is a, a legitimate thing. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> uh, he put he sank a lot of money into Coney Island. So for that, <laughs> yeah, I will say thank you, Mayor Michael Bloomberg. But yeah. fuck off for everything else, as far as I'm concerned, including yeah. stop and frisk. And uh, a lot of the other things he did as mayor. Well, just that whole and, like uh, we want all the billionaires of the earth. To um, run for office? No, to, that to live in sense? no to live in Manhattan. Oh, okay. Like he's selling right. he's selling it to oligarchs. Like and yeah, that's he's true. An, now now yeah. there's you, have you followed the controversy of calling him an oligarch? Uh no. And his mission was literally to bring the oligarchs to Manhattan. That, that's that's that was overt. He said some shit like I want all the billionaires here. Really? Okay. Yes. Well, I, I just feel like um there's not a lot of uh, national appeal there and what he's doing seems to be wasting lot of money and money that yeah. could be spent actually helping um a candidate with a shot well i'll tell you which he's, he claims he will do once he's not the nominee right he has said if i'm not the nominee i will spend x amount of millions of dollars helping yeah. the nominee get elected so well, this is the price we all have to pay for that well, well i mean we'll see what happens but i'll tell you that was a thing that watching that i'm you know i'm always um not impressed by people's attempts to to make fun of Trump because he is so it's like you laugh at it you think whatever you think but you can't take it and make it like by exaggerating some point about him you know make more of a point right. or make him look foolish in a way that it's going to hurt him right and bloomberg that's the first thing i ever saw that made trump but again, diminished you, you, him but was again, this thing you i was said watching you were really high yeah so and that's where how people are when they watch uh, tv all right okay, or so, at least some of us and he reached me but i'm just saying that was the have most have you tried watching it while you weren't no, I never would. Okay. It's, it's not designed for it it's, either. <laughs> it's clearly not. And he's hired. There's an article. Like, he's hired content creators like, you know, these uh, Instagram fucking I- influencers. people. Influencers. They fucking yeah, influencers. To make content, though, because they know how to edit and right. make trippy stuff. But it's oh like, this is for God. this is for a stoned 50-year-old man who's right. just scrolling at 2 in the morning and just, it's time to, and I'm and, and, and just like, man, if I didn't really know that I just, I mean, if I didn't know about Bloomberg, I'd just right. be like, oh, no, man. 
this is working for me. Bloomberg. <laughs> I showed it to my wife. Yeah. I was like, you got to see this. You got to see this. This is trippy. Now I got to see it. But first, yeah. let's listen to a little of the, we because we, I already I already teed this one up. Uh, let's listen to Trump at the National Prayer Breakfast. Do you know anything about the National Prayer Breakfast? Well, I, I'm I'm guessing no that it's national. Yeah. So there's people from all over the country. I'm guessing they pray. I, it's prayer, and I'm feel, guessing they have breakfast. I bet you a million dollars. It was invented by that like fucking Heritage Republican Heritage Foundation. Oh my god! That no, I'm really? just I'm no I'm I, this, You're, fact this check is me. conjecture. Okay, it's it's Sheer, definitely a Republican thing, and probably some kind of like heritage like reverse everything think tank. I'm gonna invent a word. It's Keith Jecture. How's that? <laughs> Instead of conjecture, it's Keith Jecture. No, it's, so it's, you're it's, conjecture. <laughs> no, uh, I, I I I feel like this is a thing. That ordinarily is attended uh, by both parties, right? It's yeah. a thing that it's not just a Republican event. Democrats go, and especially, I wonder yeah. if Mayor Pete was there since he's been really banging the drum on his uh, godliness. Oh, I, so do you think uh, he went to the National Prayer Breakfast, or he's campaigning in New Hampshire? I don't know. Who's he went to New to Hampshire to saying, it. "I won Iowa," oh, and and how like him? And uh, now there's some dispute that is in dispute. Because of the app that was created by uh, Shadow, Shadow, like hey, the what? best company name this since like CIA um, fraud Black guarantee. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. I wonder if they're in the same building. Something like yeah, uh, floor number eight for fraud, fraud guarantee. Floor number nine for Shadow. It should have been the app called. Is it wait? Is Shadow the name of the app or the company? Shadow, company? Uh, Shadow is the name of the company. It the be... app was called Let's Fuck Over Iowa. I think yeah, yeah. that's what the app is called. So the company should be called something fishy about this. Something fishy instead so, of Shadow. So, um, and again, I'll get to Trump's prayer, national prayer meeting remarks in a moment. But I, the thing uh, about uh, this app is that, and I've had to, I have, I've had to use apps like this before, like mm-hmm. when I was. At the satellite radio company, they periodically would say to their employees, we want you to test this new iteration of our mobile app, and here's a code, and go to this website, and download the software, and then insert the code, and then verify the code, and it was this multi-step process where, you know, you really have to follow the directions to be... So now, all these assholes on the evening of the caucus decide, now is the time to download the app... And go through the process to unlock it because it's not on the App Store. It's not on the Google Play Store. It's nowhere where it's easy to access. And then they're so frustrated by the process, they decide not to do it. And then they try calling in to the headquarters and they can't because no one's picking up the phone. And the whole thing got rat fucked. To go back to what you said earlier, right? Well, it got rat fucked. No, Bernie got rat fucked. To use the terminology correctly, it has to be aimed at an individual, which it was. Okay. But like, oh my God. I mean, just even the way that you say this is like, how many times did they manage to get through this Iowa caucus with, you know, get the results right. level success? Okay. Right? A hundred percent? Yeah. Up to now. Yes. Like, so, and then the, remember when they, on, on Saturday, the CNN was announcing the Des Moines Register, the gold standard, most important political poll of the year is going to be coming out at 8 o'clock. And then they announced, no, nope, 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 um, According to, uh, because of irregularities, which was imp- reported by the Pete campaign, which turned out to be some fake bullshit. But they didn't release the poll results, and that was the first stage of the rat fucking, except you didn't realize it was the first stage, because since Chris Matthews was literally drunk and crying at like 10 in the morning on MSNBC... 
on Monday, you knew that he really Wait thought Bernie was going to win. I miss Chris Matthews being drunk and crying at 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Why don't you text me when these things happen? I mean, please, I would appreciate... I'm sorry, I don't like to bother people up. in the morning. No, I'm a, I get up early. <laughs> I'm up at like 6 a.m. What are you kidding me? I'm yeah. going after the day. I'm doing things. Getting yeah. things done, doing stuff. Just text me and say you got to put on Chris Matthews right now. Okay, and I, I would have done it. No, so why was he crying? And because, because the results weren't in. No, no, this Monday morning. Monday morning, which means it was that day, and he's just going like he had money on the 49ers? Is that what happened? He, no, his no. thing was he goes, he's going like, you know, I think Bernie Bernie's gonna win big, and it's bad, and it's just like you need someone who could beat Trump. You need someone that can, and this guy, this Bernie, he is the. You know, I came up, and he just starts going to the like. I remember 1968. I supported very can. You know, Ed Muskie was a great oh, candidate. He was and giving he, his liberal he, bona fides, but also like he was making it the McGovern story, and right. then and then he goes to like like. And Bernie, like you know, now that Bernie's going to win, and he's already projected in his mind that Bernie's running the table, just based on some you know early. Well, there's that's I read today, and correct com- me if I'm wrong, yeah. that no no Democratic nominee, mm-hmm. no no Democrat became nominee who didn't take Iowa and New Hampshire. Well, or became president. It was one no of no those no. Two here's things. what it is: like you you the, the exact thing you mean is is that anyone that ever went, won. Iowa and New Hampshire, both, both, yes, always was the nominee. Was always the nominee. That's so. This that's is pretty important. This is not just some pissing contest that's going on here, yeah. by the way. And and right now, uh, again, according to the New York Times, there are so many irregularities in what this what was returned. Yeah. Even this guy who was the head of the DNC said we need a recount. Right. He wanted well, the, the whole thing. Tom Perez. Re- yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. No, but here's here's the rat fucky thing about that. Yeah. Is that. There was that slow drip of results coming in on Tuesday throughout the day, very gradual. And then they were, they, and for one thing, I just, you know, they were fucking with the votes. I think that's just fucking obvious, just from the things you see on conflicting reports been um, coming from the um, different precincts and also from the Sanders campaign that was following all the events. And, but they, you know, they're taking votes from other people, giving them to Pete. But, but the, the, the main thing is, when Bernie was ahead, like he's ahead like 6,000 votes, and it's like a dead heat for delegates. 3% precincts left, and they're in some kind of the satellite precincts that favor. That's the reason they created the app, by the way, was the satellite precincts. Yeah, and yeah. so at 3% left, that's when Tom Perez called for like a do-over, and those things was where Bernie was supposed to overperform. And he was already ahead in the, in the popular vote in a way that wasn't going to get changed. Dare I say I smell a rap. But first, breaking news. This just 29 minutes ago. Impeachment witness Alexander Vidman escorted out of White House. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vidman, whose testimony in the House inquiry infuriated President Trump, was fired and will be reassigned. Where do you think he's going? Shouldn't it be like uh, Alaska or something? He's gonna... Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be so, like, they only do this in the movies. Trump sending yeah. him to Alaska. I don't believe it. I have a feeling they're going to take care of that guy. I mean, I don't think... Take they're... care of him? Yes. Yeah, no, they're, they're, all these people... What is that? What do you mean? Take care of him. You know who's reassigning him? Where's he going? That kind of thing can Who? be so easily misconstrued. Keith Arkell, take care of him. No, like I don't you think... say to me, I take think care the... of him, and then I go take care of him. 
And then everyone that came against Trump in that impeachment is getting cushy future in fucking politics. And there is no two ways about that. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And Vinman was one of those guys with his melodramatic. I told my father, you don't have to worry. I'm going to be assassinated because I'm in America. Right. They don't assassinate people for telling the truth. Oh, that made me fucking sick. Oh, wow. Because. So the self-righteous, the melodrama, the like, yeah. give it a break, man. You're not under no threat. You're the country is kissing your ass. Like the CIA, the Democratic Party, the FBI got your back. Well, let's read this one paragraph <laughs> from the New York Times uh, report of this, and uh, it says here, "quote The decision to move Colonel Vindman out of the White House complex, reported previously by Bloomberg News, yep, and the Washington Post." <laughs> came as Mr. Trump and his allies have made clear that they will seek to exact payback against those he blames for triggering his impeachment and trial. During his White House event, Mr. Trump denounced the, quote, evil, unquote, and, quote, corrupt, unquote, people who investigated him, and his spokesman went on television to declare that anyone who hurt the president, quote, should pay for it, unquote. And now what's the price? The price is being fired from working in the White House? That sounds like a pretty good deal to me. I don't. Want yeah. To how much do you house. think? Like, how much do you think that hurts Vin, yeah. Vindeman? He's like, oh man. Even people that are supposed to like being in the White House don't like it. What about the Hunter Biden inquiry that's been announced? Oh, dude, that there's some. Well, there's real. There's there's real shit there. Like, not nothing. Yeah. I don't think there's anything criminal. Yeah. There's just some shit that looks fucked up. And now, and I think Joe Biden is. I don't know. He's still got that national polling, but it, it's. The that that the thing was real, um, you know the the whatever uh, double dealing corruption or double it, dealing corruption or at least appearance of impropriety. That's mm. is real. Look, fat, look, here's the deal. <laughs> look, look, fat, look, here's the deal. Look. All right, well, uh, you're listening to Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com. It's exactly halfway through the program here, six thirty on the East Coast of the United States, uh, here in the Hawk, across from Midtown Manhattan, and uh, it's currently I don't know. Uh, cold i'll just say it's cold and windy outside it's like a february day blustery day i read today it was 65 degrees in the antarctic so antarctica so it's it's actually warmer in antarctica than it uh, it is here right now and that's fucked up that's there's very climate wrong. changey there's something wrong with that picture if you ask me but uh you could call us here at 760-422-5528-760 i call av this program becomes a podcast sometime between uh the show's end and let's say Monday morning. I try to get to it quick sometimes. Sometimes I can't. But it's available on all the podcast platforms like your uh, podcast from Apple, whatever the hell they call it, Apple Podcasts, and your Google Play and your Spotify and your Stitcher and all that crap. So, uh, But right now it's live. So if you want to call into the program, 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. And... Uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi, uh, continuing reading here, said she was, quote, stunned, unquote, <laughs> to hear that Colonel Vindman would be pushed out of the White House. Quote, that's such a shame, unquote, she told reporters. Quote, what a patriotic person. This goes too far, unquote. So now he's gone too far. It, it, who, can't The president could fire whoever he wants, and Vindman and Trump hate each other. There's no... I, it, it, that, that, that's... It's just who cares? All right. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Uh, did you see the triumph, the insult dog, though, when he called Lev Parnas his no, favorite henchman? I would like to see that. I want to see that so bad. Maybe not. we should look it up right now yeah. because we both want to see it. And I, before we get to the prayer meeting, by the way, is there any way you and I, Keith Hartel, could attend that thing just once? The prayer meeting? Yeah. 
I, I would really like to be a fly on a wall for that. Maybe bring some uh, recording gear with me kind of thing. What religion could we legitimately claim? I was raised Roman Catholic. I could probably both, get away with that. I shit. was baptized Catholic. All right. So, yeah, we're Catholics. So, we're, we're Catholics, dude. All right. Legit. So, yeah, we're legit le- Catholics. Too legit. Do and they, do we're they like let... Nancy Pelosi. We do not hate. And uh, as a Catholic, it disturbs me to even when someone even suggested I would ever hate anyone. I pray for people who I hate who hate me because that's like a you know Catholic uh, because it's turn because Jesus said turn the other cheek. Yeah, but did you see the yes. thing about Donald Trump Jr. Uh, making that remark about how Nancy Pelosi prays for my dad like Satan quotes scriptures and then they they got all over him on <laughs> Twitter saying by the way Satan the devil that's what he does he kind of quotes scripture. Yeah. At Jesus, because he's a trickster and a devil. But the, that's devil. A, the thing is, that means that Donald Trump Jr., when he made that joke, actually does know that. And that's why he said that. Uh, huh? What? Wait a minute. He you, said... That she, she quotes the Bible like Satan does, and then you said, you know, that's the thing about Satan. He actually does do that. And I was like, yeah. No, he that's said, she, said she prays for my president the way... Satan quotes scriptures. Right, which means right. Satan because it's it's misleading like it's for the wrong, it's for self. No, but what that would the point of that would then be that yes indeed she does pray for my father because the Satan does quote scriptures. Oh, but scriptures, anti so, anti pray. Y- yeah, he was saying she doesn't she prays for my father like Satan yeah. quotes scriptures and as it turns out, Satan does quote scripture, yeah. so his his thing didn't work. It broke down. No, it, no, it did work. No, because no, I'm saying because because quite because Satan does quote scriptures. You're saying he doesn't know that. I'm saying he does know it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm saying he doesn't know it. I'm saying he does. I'm saying he doesn't know it. And agree to disagree. Uh, you know, let's just do that because I'm still I still <laughs> want to hear triumph. The insult. I don't know how your logic uh, computes. I'm because he, he can know things that everybody knows. Well. Yes, everybody. That That's the class of people that include, I mean, you know, the subset of people that include all people. Uh, he no, can know I, things that everyone knows. I think he can. Uh, but I think he got it wrong in this case. I think he, you, you know, he didn't, he either didn't state it the way that you just said it or what he said was not, it didn't. Scan. No, you actually, know, if it, it was computer code. It scans just perfectly. Just like that stupid app from Shadow, it wouldn't have worked. Do you think the evangelicals know what you said? Uh, I don't know. Are they listening? Hello, no. evangelicals. Welcome the thing to the that program. Donald, the thing about Satan quotes scripture. Do you do the evangelicals know that? Uh, yeah, they that's do. his yeah, fucking that, audience, that's dude. His audience. And it okay. worked. It worked. His audience like it. Huh. Well, Trump Jr. is good at the that crowd. He's good at working that crowd. Let's see. Is this it? Because goddamn, I don't think I, I don't think I, I could find it here. He trolled Lev Parnas. Wasn't it Lev Parnas or was it Igor Froom? Lev Parnas is it the was, one that was. He was the one that that they had like every picture was like like I never knew this guy, and then like Lev Parnas. There's a big smiling picture of him with like every Trump, every like Giuliani, every like like he became like a Zelig like character in right. the impeachment, which was one of the best things. That was one of my favorite weeks of the impeachment. Was the uh, Lev Parnas Zelig week where I never saw the guy and then everyone's just sharing all these like oh what about this time this, these all these pictures like these um photo ops Lev Parnas photo ops and every liter- like every individual person that anyway connected with anything photo with Lev Parnas let's see if sit in the chamber for so many hours let's see if this without is it. having Hang a on. spine to support them Senator Lindsey Graham has been particularly inconvenienced 
as he was scheduled to have attended a scrapbooking convention with the other elderly women of South Carolina. Before taking the subway to the Capitol, the legislators talked to the press here. Right now they're talking to Senator Richard Blumenthal from Connecticut, one of the richest senators. He's worth a hundred million dollars, or as Donald Trump calls it, a billion dollars. <laughs> All right, we're looking at these uh, the cameramen while they're waiting. This gentleman is from uh, CBS, and uh, this man here is your CNN, and right here, I understand you are uh, Fox. You're Fox. <laughs> Check's a check. It's all right. I get it. I used to write for Cat Fancy for a while. I think it's uh, increasingly likely uh, that other Republicans I hope Liv Parnas uh, is in here. Mitt, I'm a dog journalist. Can I get the ride home on your roof? That's Senator, pretty, that's pretty Senator good. Graham, I, I saw the video of you wanting witnesses at Clinton's impeachment in the 90s. Why would you change everything about yourself and keep that haircut? <laughs> oh, my God. Lev Parnas. Here it is. Here it is. You're my favorite henchman. Are you going to be doing some henching? <laughs> Igor here with you? He has recordings of the president uh, talking Are about the Are you going to do days. some henching? <laughs> yeah, that's the best. As the Senate convenes in the Capitol, many of us were... All right, this goes on and on, by the way. You can find it on Vulture. It's from The Late Show, which I haven't seen in a while. We haven't seen Stephen Colbert in quite a while. But I, I always will watch a good Triumph the Insult. Oh, Triumph is the It's one like of the one best. of my favorite things of all time. It is. Robert hey, Smigel. Uh, coming through to the... the can't come here. <laughs> He's like Eminem. This guy's like Eminem. Uh, very important uh, waste of time going on in the chamber. You don't have access. No, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I'm an investigative reporter. Look, I have a scoop. I can't let you, you in. No, no, listen to me. <laughs> Donald Trump was even more familiar with Lev Parnas than people realize. Look, that's Trump's driver's license. America needs to see this. I can't let you in, sir. Okay. I guess I can't be here. Maybe someone else can come. Hey, how are you? I'm uh, Chad Pennington. I'm a corporate lobbyist for Big Pharma. Yes. No, I'm very cozy with the senators. They need me in there. You don't believe me? Look, look. Look what's in my suitcase, okay? Check it out. Here. I've got Adderall. In regular oh, my God. I, 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 I can't possibly play this whole entire thing on the air i'm sorry i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna suggest you go find it on the web though it's very funny yeah very the brilliant robert smigel who uh I, i've bought just about every triumph the insult comic oh, yeah. thing that he put out just yeah. to just to support that kind of thing big fan because that's someone who truly understands the difference between the butt of a joke and the vehicle of the joke he he that's what makes him so brilliant as far as i'm concerned because robert smigel knows that there's the thing that carries a joke to the punchline and yeah. then there's the punchline of the joke, people often screw that relationship up, and they end up not being funny. Yeah, that's it's, it's a the, real problem. It is a real problem. Not saying that we should have a fundraiser for it or anything, but oh look, he keeps trying to get back in. Now he's a pizza <laughs> delivery guy, so that's pretty good. Uh, anyway, that's on Vulture.com. We've got about uh, twenty minutes left in the program, and I haven't even played the comments at the national. And you know, it's all anticlimactic too, though, isn't it? I mean, as you were saying earlier, this is. You know, the sideshow that we all fulminate about and get worked up about. And meanwhile, you know, 
the federal judgeships and the tax code and the oh, stuff that yeah. actually matters, you know, is being yeah. being rebuilt. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's being rebuilt in a way so as to preserve their power. And you said on the way to Whippany to Dave Scott's uh, to Dave's uh, sound repair, you know, that is the point of politicians. That's what they want to do. They, they want to preserve their power. Yeah. But, and distract. So yeah. why is Bernie Sanders any different? I mean, he, you know, we discount people all the time. We were also talking about uh, ambitious musicians like Tom Petty. You wouldn't necessarily think of him as, as as ambitious, but you read that book about him, you watch the documentary, you realize he was a very driven man. He yes. he was very he very much wanted to be famous and have a successful songwriting career and a successful music career, and he did everything he had to do yeah. in order to make it happen. And you know that that is to me an impressive level of ambition. I stand back in awe of people who are that ambitious because I don't know I've ever if I've ever risen to that level of ambition. Because you're not and, a sociopath. Well, do you feel that there has to be some element of that? So what? Yes. Where does that leave Bernie Sanders then? Is is he ambitious? Is he? Yes. Is that, well, he's you know, he's he, yeah he's ambitious, but on his own terms. Because here's a, here's a, just a basic example. Um, popular leftist critique of the Pelosi performative, like I rip your state of the union and I call it the state of your state of mind. I'm like you now that bullshit. And, yeah. and Bernie Sanders is the only person that voted against approving of Donald Trump's military budget. Now I care more about Trump's military budget and the war powers. Like I, I care about that. Right. I do not care that he, that he, made like some sh like like crossing the line to find out get dirt that actually was actually written in New York in the New Yorker about like I don't care about him investigating Joe Biden or just trying to get Ukraine I just don't give a shit okay. I totally care about All this right. this like we don't trust Trump and he's a maniac but everyone approves of his his military budget except Sanders that's who he is and that means that Sanders is not on a payroll that he has to give the thumbs up vote for something like expanding the military budget. And he never does. And he's always the only no vote on every important thing Trump ever did. I don't want to put you on a spot, but yeah. I, if memory serves, uh, it's is it trillion dollars now? 5.5 trillion dollars, the military budget, by the way. I, I like mean, how you said you don't want to put me on the spot like I, it was me. Like I'm coming up. Like, no, like I'm, I'm, I'm making these decisions. Know, no, 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 no. I don't know. No, I'm I don't asking know. if you know if that's the the figure. I, no, I, so, I, I don't. So, I do uh, not because know. I I do believe that's the figure, and it's a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, and you know, famously, our military is larger than the nineteen or eighteen militaries below it. Yeah, it's yes. got enough uh, firepower to destroy the planet. Many, 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 many times over. Um, so, you know, I, okay, I was way off, by the way. I, I'm reading now $54 billion, a 10% increase um, from fiscal year 2018. And fiscal year 2017, it was $30 billion. So yeah. he's almost doubled the military But budget. when you say he, and that's not even a he, that's a it. Like, that's an it. It's a more well. It's, it's an ongoing like the military industrial complex. You know the famous speech where Eisenhower says like, "Hey, hey, I know that we kicked ass in World War II by by dropping an atom bomb and killing all those Japanese people and scaring Russia, but still, this military industrial complex, this thing that builds the weapons and sells the weapons and pays the politicians, can this might get out of control." <laughs> 
And by the way, and it might start I, I, running shit it's on fair, its own. It's fair to emphasize that that was Eisenhower who said that. So who did I call Eisen, it? I, you said, know, say it? No, no, no. I'm not oh, disagreeing oh, with you. I'm, oh, you're I'm, just I'm emphasizing yes. what you said. That this, this is not a guy. Republican military this, hero. This, guy, this is a guy who uh, came out of the military and, and uh, is also the, you know, the guy who was the impetus behind the interstate uh, highway system yeah. who, who tried to drive the Lincoln Highway from... Here, the Lincoln Highway ends in Times Square. It goes through where we are right now. It, it's and I used a portion to live on the Lincoln Highway. He used to live on the Lincoln Highway. In but Edison. It goes, he tried yeah. to drive it out to California, and it was such a horrible experience. It took him like seven or eight days to get across the country, and he said, this is not going to work in an in a industrial nation like ours, a rapidly growing. And so when he became president, he made it his business to create an interstate highway system, Eisenhower. So he was not a guy who was afraid of big government doing big, big things. Right? Yes, he, he believed, was not. and and so and and if you believe the origin story of the interstate highway system, and there is some evidence for this, really the idea was how do we move the missiles around? We're going to be able to. We're going to have to. We're going to have to move missiles around. So how mm-hmm. are we going to do that over these roads that suck? Yeah. and it's only tangentially that you got this mobile nation. That led to the birth of rock and roll and uh, trucking, you know, among other things, interstate commerce. So uh, Eisenhower, back when he uh, stepped down in uh, 1960, uh, giving this speech on the eve of JFK taking over and warning about the uh, military-industrial complex, which now at $54 billion, that's a lot of money being put into... Um, people's home districts. I mean, a lot of what went on, like with New Gingrich, for instance, uh, when he would complain about people on welfare and talk about all the people sucking up all the welfare, what you may not have heard at the time and, and maybe you're aware of now, but he was the biggest, uh, Noam Chomsky called him a welfare queen, mm-hmm. in the Congress because he would take all this military money and bring it back to his districts in Georgia and create jobs with it. And that was part of what goes on in terms of feeding at the trough, you know, and mm-hmm. and this self-perpetuating system. And one of the things that Bernie gets at quite succinctly is like this is a, a this is a system that's been created to you know, keep this thing running and keep it alive, and there's no way it's ever going to change. And it's about money. With half measures, and it's not going to yeah. change by being centrist, and it's not going to change by being moderate, because the, it's, it's never going to change otherwise. It's bipartisan support, and it's also anti-war. Um, I, I, maybe last or before time I was here, I talked about how Tulsi Gabbard, like, they didn't want to make sure that she didn't get the nomination. That was never a concern. They want to make sure that anything Tulsi Gabbard says is discredited as, like, untrustworthy from the fucking Russians or or the Republicans or some evil. But the point is, is all of her talking points, the stuff that's fucking with people is just like, um, we shouldn't just roll into countries and flip governments and do regime change wars. And no, these wars they're telling you we need to do, we don't need to do them. They don't want anyone to hear that. Ever, ever. Well, you know. breaking talk. Yeah, I haven't made up my mind about what went on in the case of Tulsi Gabbard, frankly. I mean, I, 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 I really haven't delved into it enough to know what exactly she said that's supposedly so goddamn horrible. But I would agree. No, what I just said, though. Uh, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's because anything that she said sounds reasonable. She's discredited by just they say, you met with Assad. You're an Assad apologist. And then you went on Tucker Carlson. So you are definitely, it's a bullshit thing. Like, she never said anything herself. Nothing she ever said ever was taken as a thing that was fucked up. She is accused, she's guilt by association person. And that's what I'm saying. Well, they, they I was tried saying to discredit the things that she that did in say. in this nation, we don't have a great deal of appreciation for 
um, uh, really pondering things through all the way because uh, Bernie Sanders, who's labeled himself a democratic socialist, they now are really starting to do the drumbeat of socialist, 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 uh, and the socialist takeover of health care and these other things that they're rolling out now. By the way, I think they would have accused anybody, Bernie Sanders. Of course. Well, Obama did get that. Included, in second, that was right, the full being court press socialist. they did on Obama, the so, second term. But the idea that uh, you can't explain to people the difference between the socialism that they might have understood growing up or their parents did, or uh, they f- somehow conflate socialism with communism, because nowadays, if you said communism, you would sound completely out of touch, like communism is not really you know, a thing anymore, even with the way it's done in China. You couldn't exactly call it communism. It's no, some it, weird hybrid of capitalism and communism. Most and possible evil version of, of the worst aspects of both ideologies. Yeah, it, it's really, and and you see right now, and by the way, I'm really interested in what's happening with the coronavirus because, you know, and I'm not like alarmist about it. I don't think I'm going to get the coronavirus. I'm not worried about someone giving me the coronavirus, but I am fascinated by the impact this could potentially have on not just China's economy, the global economy, but not just, but the Chinese leadership as well now, because there's a lot of Chinese who were very upset with the way the outbreak of this thing was handled. They're very upset about this doctor that tried to warn everybody who's now dead. We don't know why he's dead, if he died of coronavirus or what it was. But there is this idea now that maybe, this, could this be the thing that leads to you know, change in China and and the government. And I would tend to say no, that China has this thing clamped down pretty well. (laughs) That the reason for the surveillance society that they've built and the uh, artificial intelligence facial recognition software they've installed everywhere is to make sure that nobody ever overthrows the party. And the party's not about to be overthrown, even with 1.4 billion people. I mean, technically... Like speaking of Russia, if you threw enough bodies at it, you could tech you might have a chance of overthrowing the existing power structure, but they do have nuclear weapons. So there's that yeah. to think about as well. Well, China's the real deal. Like Russia is overrated to scare us and evoke memories, but like China China's fucking the serious. And I don't know, this this almost gets tangential, but remember when some guy that owned a basketball team or some shit, like he he was like i support hong kong and democracy and it was like whoa 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 right slow your roll um um backpedal that shit because um we china can't be is caught very, saying that yes because china put, like, loves NBA basketball part, they love basketball yeah, yeah, and then yeah, everyone yeah. shuts up because that's what's about that's the globalism that like um the yeah. hitty the horrible people the deplorables and the alex joneses right but that shit where china has too much money in nba and they can't talk shit about china that is the real deal that's the real deal of globalism as what people are resisting like you know um, listen china has scared me for many many years and and the reason why is because of what you said earlier i mean they combine the worst aspects of capitalism and communism and they are complete i mean they actually do drag people off in the night and murder them i mean Mm. i obviously vladimir putin does the same thing but as you pointed out earlier russia to me is now almost like it's quaint compared to what goes on in China. And it's hype. And it's, it and gets a lot of hype. It gets a lot of hype, but also, you know, Vladimir Putin does um, use the technology in his favor, and he do- he does have twenty hackers sitting in a building somewhere, fucking with everybody and fucking shit up, whatever they can do. But I agree, it's not 
you know, it ain't China. China's a no, whole other ball of wax. And all, and it's also a whole other level. Like, there's it's just a whole no other level because of everything in your scale. house just about nowadays says made in China and on it. Ma- and China's massive. Tr- Russia, Russia's not very big. Like, China's enormous. Right. And, and, and China has been enabled by our dollars. It's been, obviously, there's a clear connection between what we consume and, yes. and the rise oh, of China. And, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Opposed normaliz. I don't even know what year because there's one of these lists that goes around. About I I Bernie do because right Bill shit. Clinton was president when we normalized relations with China. Bernie and and, and he uh, and I was working for NPR at the time. Uh-huh. I had to go to the hotel where they met mm-hmm. in New York, like the Plaza or something, and I had to record mm-hmm. stuff there while they met and they normalized relations so they bec- they could become these trading partners. And Bernie voted against mm-hmm. that, right? And that, yeah, yeah. I, I, that would have been I you know, I'm going to say 1996 Six, or yeah, somewhere right. around that there. That's right. Yeah, and and I and you know what they did which I had never had done before, right? So mm-hmm. I, I'm there with all my recording gear with the press pool. They locked us in a room behind mm-hmm. glass doors. And we watched as like the leaders walked down the hallway to go do whatever they had to do, the signing or whatever yeah. the fuck it was. And so we were, and I was like, I was thinking to myself, you're really going to lock us in? I'm, locked, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm pinned in like an animal now? Like, they don't tell you when you go off on these jobs. No one at NPR pulled me aside and said, by the way, you're going to be locked in a room that you're not going to be able to leave for a while, just so you know. Yeah. Because I might have said, yeah, you're not locking me. You're not locking me in a room. I, I don't, I'm not going to do that. But... Yeah, that and 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 since then, of course, we've seen this thing. But you're where, talking about Sirius, right? I'm, I'm, no, this would have been NPR, National oh, Public oh, right. Radio. You yeah, said yeah. That. you know, we're almost out of road. I haven't played uh, these remarks yet from our president. Let's do that right now. As everybody knows, my family, our great country, and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. Happens to be true doesn't mean that he's so perfect. To destroy us and by so doing very badly hurt our nation. They know what they are doing is wrong, but they put themselves far ahead of our great country. Weeks ago and again yesterday, courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude, and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so I I'm on board with that. So one. many people have been hurt, and we can't let that go on. And we won't. And I'll be discussing that a little bit later. Oh, he sets it up beautifully. Brave, it's like an episode of The Apprentice, right? Yeah. Now you got to well, tune in later. Well, see, that's the thing. Fighters. That's the thing. It's a reality show, and he makes. You know what? A thought I've had recently is just you know the Trump. You know, uh, politics became reality shows, so reality show star became president. They like people. This is the most there's ever been and sometimes famous. Sometimes they hate people. I'm sorry. This they is apologize. A... What else does he say? Here? I'm trying to learn. Trying to learn. It's not easy. Not easy. It's not easy.
When they impeach you for nothing, uh, then you're supposed to like them. It's not easy, folks. I do my best. He does his best, Keith Ortel. He's he's trying. So my point being... Yes. Um, yes, what is your point before we run out of road? Impeach, how many stars, like how many celebrities, household names in politics... Because of the impeachment, Trump's reality show presidency, wherein the season closer or finale or uh, climax is this end of the three years of chasing him around and trying to get him. Um, in, in the meantime, both both sides, Republicans, Democrats and like ambassadors, like celebrities, characters, people have been created like not like people probably know the names and faces and personalities of more politicians than ever in American history because Trump turned it into a reality show. Yeah. And in yeah. the way that they report him, it's like when they when people are going against him, like, like, like check out this Vindeman. And then my favorite, though, was Sondland. Sondland, because he was very awkward because they used him against Trump, but he was evidence about Trump's bad decision-making. But because he was testifying against Trump, they couldn't say, now this guy here... This is an example of everything that's wrong with not only Trump, but the system. Yeah. But that's... Uh, that's He's going to be escorted right from the White House, too. No, Son- Sondland, I don't think... I think Sondland's good, man. Sondland's okay. chilling. Right. You think he's chilling? Oh, like a, I, no like doubt. Villain, he was perhaps? chilling during the fucking thing. That oh, was his, God. That was the weird thing about that guy. Yeah. He was very chill. He Wasn't he the guy with the hotel chain? Is mm-hmm. that him, Sondland? Yeah. That's exactly who it right. is, and, yes. then, and Trump decided he was good no, at hospitality, was, and he gave me a million dollars, so I'm going to... That guy was the reason why Mayor Pete... And um, Joe Biden were both asked by reporters or what they call journalists. um, Well, will you promise that you will not give any ambassadorships to wealthy bundlers, which both Mayor Pete and Joe Biden, Mayor Pete, of course, more aggressively said, like, I can't promise you anything, but I'll promise you anyone be qualified. But Sondland, like there's this whole tradition that I wasn't aware of. Of like wealthy bundlers, don't you know um, donors who, but also gather other donors to you know bundlers. Yeah, bundlers. Uh, if, you, if we know I what got that you. is, um, that Not they a tumbler. Give them the, they, a tumbler was like a Catskills thing. There's a tradition. Tumbler would come out and tell jokes. This is a bundler, not a tumbler. And they get ambassadorships routinely throughout all or you know uh, modern American history. Yeah. And Sondland, um, his testimony. Made people say like, "What's up with this guy?" And they're like, "Oh no, this is normal." Like yeah. they always hire they they give the, these people ambassadorships. And Mayor Pete, when he wouldn't say he wouldn't rule out like um, giving bundlers ambassadorships, that means he already knows who he's promised it to. If he won't, well, say he won't. I'm gonna agree with everything you said, and I'm gonna wrap things up here on Aerial View because we're at a road, and I'm gonna turn it over to the Vintage Hound programs once more. And uh, remind you that uh, here, uh, every Sunday, a new hound howl at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, followed by Crashing the Party with Mark and Miriam at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, the doo-wop chop shop of the air. I'm going to thank Keith Hartell again for joining me. Oh, thank you for having and, me. And uh, you can find Keith online uh, by typing in Keith Hartell. Yeah, he's the it. only one. Just saying. And uh, we'll see you again next Friday here on Aerial View. Uh, look for the replay on Tuesday at 6 p.m. here. And then a podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, it's a long time, it's a fine.